This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway, supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Production services by Sidekick Media Services. And listeners like you supporting us at patreon.com slash awesomecast. Time to get geeky, get awesome. It is the Awesome Cast episode 644. We are here. Uh, Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter in the Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I might be here for a while. Uh, first of all, we have with us from Studio C in the Big D at Dormont, PA. He's a gadget guru of Big Bank International <gasps> Esquire. It is John Chichilla. How's it going? Good, good. Uh, you, know, you, are, you are between hardware right now. You have a headset coming from Amazon tomorrow, so please, everybody, uh, forgive the audio quality tonight. We're on. What are you on? Are you on like a webcam mic or something? No, I'm actually on a Logi Dock. A, a Logi Dock? Yeah, I think I reviewed it on the show. It's like a all-in-one dock that lets you plug in your USB devices. It lets you hook up your webcam. It lets you hook up your displays, um, and Ooh. it single USB C charges your laptop, which is also fresh off. The press um and i'm running for the first time off of a new um apple mac air m2 Ooh, nice 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 um and also with us from the iphoneography iphone what wait why did i just why did i just forget what it is <laughs> you got it iPhoneography. It's I felt, yeah, I felt wrong for a second when when I spit it out. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just like iPhoneography. That's like it's like geographic iPhoning or something. It was where it clicked in my head, but that's not right. Uh, anyways, Dave Potter's no. here. How did I butcher your 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 enter- enterprises over there? <laughs> so. Yes, yes. Uh, not not the fancy fancy setup that that Chilla has, unfortunately. No, no, no. But uh, but but uh, but struggling along. Struggling along, still still struggling along in the work from home universe. So, um, but uh, no, good to have you here. Uh, Katie is on assignment. Uh, she may drop in here. She may do a run in. We'll, we'll see what happens here. But in the meantime, this is your awesome cast. Please go check out everything at awesomecast.com. You can also hit us up at awesomecast.sorgatronmedia.com uh, for any comments or anything like that. We're on Twitter at awesomecast. Also, Mastodon at awesomecast at sorgatronmedia.social. And uh, as well as all of our Sorgatron Media properties have an account over there at sorgatronmedia.social. If you're doing the Fediverse social media, Fediverse uh, 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 Mastodon kind of thing. Uh, we are still having a presence over there in case, uh, you know, in case something goes away someday, you know, in case, uh, I don't know, somebody doesn't pay their rent on a server and, and we don't have Twitter one day. Yeah, we got to have somewhere to go. So, so put put your tent pole somewhere, guys. Uh, anyways, is that right? Did I use that right? Anyways, uh, we're also on Discord and Reddit and uh, <laughs> yeah, Reddit. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're kind of still there. Um, and also you can subscribe and write us on your favorite podcast app. And, uh, and, and, and of course we do have the master feed for Sucretron media. So you can check out all the great shows, including this, as well as the wrestling man show fishing without bait. I just had a great show, uh, uh, part one of probably four, uh, with, uh, the, uh, uh, a wonderful girl named Mallory that's, uh, doing some artwork. It's on the Instagram. Uh, please go check out that at fishingwithoutbait.com as well as our good friends again is envy uh who uses studio on thursday nights and i have to move my microphone because he's much 
taller than me. Uh, but anyways, um, and also thank you to our audio partners at postindustrial.com. And a very, very, very special thank you to our Patreon supporters at patreon.com slash awesome cast we have our friends at the executive producer level brian crawford of pghmuseums.org at the uh, coffee club level matt weller cynthia klosky and john DeGore, and at the fan of the show level michael fedor and dave Potter, spouse of ruth's jewelry affair at ruth'sjewelryaffair.com uh if you were on patreon you got a special video from last week we're getting back to that getting a lot better at that uh we talked about uh swift call taylor swift and close calls with canada um this so uh so so that yeah so so find out uh what that's all about there on the patreon and today uh we we at least recorded um uh, uh you know we were trying to figure out what was going on with Chitlow's setup we got a little tour of his new screeny screen uh out there that's making me really really jealous on the production side uh so go tune in for that that is your spoiler you guys support the show patreon.com slash awesome cast and we do appreciate it um so let's get into our awesome things of the week. Wait, Chilla, you're going to completely talk about the thing that I was just cheese on on the other video, isn't it? So I'm gonna I'm gonna try to move the panel closer. This is like hey, hey whoa, this is like 1080p. Okay, wait, you have that <laughs> giant screen running at 10. Now this is if you're on audio. No, 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 no. The window, the window on the screen. Is 1080. Okay. It's like 1080. Oh, I got you. I got you now. I got you now. Okay. It, it, this is like when I pull up a, a, the MacBook Pro and they're like, your 1080 video is a quarter the size of the screen kind of thing, right? Yeah, mine's like, it's like a thumbnail. It's like a thumbnail. <laughs> and we're coming from an angle on this camera too, so I don't think we have a good uh, sense for, for the uh, enormity of this of this monitor. Let me, let me see if I can... Hold on, because it is... It is so large. If you're on audio, he's he's got an old Logitech camera. He's just holding over his shoulder. Oh, so there's the laptop. Yep. So this is a 13 inch. Okay. That's a that's and a MacBook Air. Mac, MacBook Air, uh, 13 inch. The, the the monitor can't even fit in frame. You barely have room for that down there in that corner. What's that? You barely have room for it in that corner. I know. Jeez. <laughs> it's a it's a biggin. It's a biggin. So what is that? So that is the Dell Ultra Sharp 40 inch curved. Let me switch my uh, mm -hmm. other camera back. Jeez. Um, <laughs> WUHD monitor, and it actually has an all-in-one dock. So if you go on the left-hand panel. Mm-hmm. To the fifth picture down, I think it is. You can see like an it's looking up from the bottom of the monitor. Um, two more down. Three more down. Sorry, the iPad is not entirely uh, framing this right. Keep going. Down more. Down more. One more. There we go. There's some I.O. So if you, you if you put your cursor over the bottom of that, you can actually see Jeez. that it has two HDMI, one DisplayPort um, audio. That USB-C there is actually the dock cable. So it will act as a dock and charge your laptop up to 90 watts. Um, and then there's the USB. Um, there's actually three USBs. 
and then there's even Ethernet built into it. So um, <clears throat> the device can pretty much be your hub um, and connect in all your peripherals. And all you have to do is one cable connect mm. your laptop to it, whether it, and this is um, running it on a, a MacBook Air right now, but it can handle, you know, Mac, Windows, whatever you throw at it. Um, and it's pretty darn easy to set up. I actually have it on a monitor arm. It's not on the the arm that it comes with because it would it wouldn't fit in the area at all with the with the stand on it. So I actually have it hooked up to a, a monitor arm. So the arm that I had the old thirty two inch mounted on. Jesus, I imagine you. So I saw it's sitting on the table. The 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 arm is just kind of holding it into place, not not supporting it necessarily, right? No, the arm the arm supports it. There's probably an inch. It's it's probably an inch up off the desk. Well, th- and this is going on. It's on Dell.com, and they have it going for. Let me see if I can get back to it. Uh, about two thousand dollars for this monitor. That is correct. So, uh, pretty hefty. If if you're one of those that was bulking at the price of the uh, Apple Cinema display at about fifteen hundred dollars, which I don't think is even this big. Um, oh, it's not. It's not this big. And this is this is the, um, <clears throat> it's the large widescreen. Mm-hmm. So it's not like your typical sixteen by nine display. It's ultra so, wide. Yeah. Um, but the resolution comes in at fifty one twenty by twenty one sixty. I'm not even producing video at that resolution with my 4K camera. So, right. <laughs> but it's also, it's, I mean, it's anamorphic, you know, it's that kind of anamorphic look for something like that. Um, I remember, uh, you know, a friend of the show, Buzzy, out there at, uh, at, uh, 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 that we used to work with, like he, I, I'd see in his studio, he'd have like the ultra wide kind of thing. And I was always wild with like Reaper running and stuff like that. So, uh, man, maybe it's, it's time for a, I got a, I, I got like this old Walmart one where the colors are wrong, and he, I really need to update to something. And I was just gonna get an Acer monitor, but now you got me inspired. Not two thousand dollars inspired, but if I can find something a lot lower, that's completely. I'll serviceable. tell you what. In the in the other room, I have a twenty nine inch. Is it twenty nine? Mm-hmm. Twenty, maybe it's thirty four. Um, Samsung curve, mm-hmm. and it's. I really like it. Now it doesn't have the built-in hub or anything. It's just one HDMI port, one one um, di- digital video port. Um, but I really a display port. Sorry, um, but I really like that, and it's also on an arm. And then I have it actually hooked up to two switchers. There's an HDMI switcher for a laptop or the Xbox, and then the display port is on a switcher between a desktop and another hub for uh, you can plug a laptop into mm-hmm. it works. The, right. the, I would say the video quality is not as good as the, this Dell, but it's pretty good. Yeah. That's what I'd be looking for for the editing though. Uh, this Dell ultra sharp, ultra sharp 40 curve W U H D monitor. Uh, and that is available at Dell.com. I'm sure it's in some other retailers as well. So, Wow. Uh, Dave, I hope your awesome thing of the week is a little, little better on my bank account. Uh, yeah, well, it's actually free. Okay. It's free. So we're, uh, with the iPhoneography podcast, we're always, tr- when the stuff is not happening, obviously WWDC happens. We have a build-in topic. New iPhone comes out in September, build-in topic. 
middle of June, July, August, not much is happening. <laughs> that's, that's, you know? that's one of the that's one of the pains of having a very niche uh, podcast like that, right? So, exactly. Like, exactly, because like, okay. it's you know you get to the point of we record Monday nights, and mm-hmm. a lot of times we'll start texting each other Monday midday and thinking, say, uh, so uh, what do you want to talk about tonight? As in, well, was there any anything unique, mm-hmm. any new, you know, software that came out, any new apps, anything? So, what my co-host Greg McMillan did was to go to ChatGTP, which he poo-pooed for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and said tips on taking better iPhone photos, and it literally gave him an eight-page booklet with eight different topics and six or seven subtopics on each. Let's see if it does it for me. <laughs> I just, I just typed in tips on taking better iPhone. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's giving me a numbered list. It's uh, I'm up yeah. eight, eight items here. Um, and I don't think it's done. No, it's still going. It gave me 10 tips. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So what we're doing, he used that as a base. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a couple time, a couple things that were like duplicated, a couple things that needed edited, which he did, because he sent me a pages, do- an eight-page pages document um, that was outlined and sub, you know, points, subpoints, and I, I texted him back and said, "Is this the beginning of a book that you're writing?" Because <laughs> it had the feel of. You know, like a, you know, uh, tips for better photos that you would buy as a book. Mm-hmm. And he said, no, this is it started here and he worked it down a little bit more to get a little more detail out of it. So we're going to use that as the outline. So like yesterday, we started with composition mm-hmm. and for composition, it were like nine subtopics. So we found photos that we took recently that matched up with one of the topics and then we talked about why we select why we took the photo a certain way how it was edited to get the desired effect like rule thirds um um, negative space uh photo and layers and how to think about that way so you know literally this is the dream of microsoft from the mid 90s (laughs) where hi I'm Clippy. It looks like you're writing a podcast. Do you want any help? <laughs> it's and it's kind of Clippy like, was before its time. It turned out right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's what it's what we're using at least right now. We're going to use it for is because he has enough things for seven weeks worth of epi- seven episodes, and we record every other week. So, you know, we have fourteen. We have what um basically four months of episodes that we can plan out ahead, and you know. And go from there. And it's like I said, he was kind of anti AI, and I was like, it's a tool. Right now, you know, th- something like this, it's a tool. Mm-hmm. And no, it's a bad idea. And I, we're going to, I think we're going to talk about it a little bit later on. It's a bad idea to use it completely without any human intervention. Yes. Uh, but as a tool, like Wikipedia is a tool, um, it's a great thing. And, 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 you know, and, 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 and Katie's been talking to me a lot about how, you know, and I've, I've been using it, of course, for podcast writing and, 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 and pulling 
pulling uh, keywords and things like that. I think we've mentioned on the show. I know she uses a lot for her social media work and newsletter work and things like that, just to clean things up a little bit and, and, and things like that. I, I, I feel like the biggest thing for me is I don't like I've inserted a couple of places, but I, I need play time. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I need to create a play time to see, okay, what can I do with this? So, you know, take some mm-hmm. time, sit with it, right? Rather than just like, you'll see, like, you'll notice that I, I have the AI generated stuff in the show notes again about, um, with, with the, uh, article summaries, um, which has been a great thing. I love that, uh, opera developer, uh, uh, uh browser out there because it has all those AI prompts to say, Hey, here's the article, hit the button and here it is. I don't have to go mm-hmm. copy and paste do all this kind of stuff. Um, so like, it's becoming integrated, but I feel like I'm still integrating in very obvious ways and not really digging into the superpower that this is. Yeah. And and we're we're still in the early days. You know, this thing Absolutely. Was literally seven months ago, no one's even heard of Chat GPT. Mm-hmm. It was released it hit it hit the ground running in November of last year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so Baby we went days. from not really existing to you know the only the only announcement that I saw that did not yell AI at you mm-hmm. was Apple's announcement. Yes. And they used AI. They just called it machine learning mm-hmm. or we improve Siri or uh, we're uh, Apple, this. Apple creates the trend instead of following along with everything. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the thing also. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I know. And I, and, and, and I love it because like there's an excitement with technology now around AI that I feel like we haven't seen since, uh, you know, back when we were trying new apps every week on this show. And that feels like that's faded away, right? So now it's like, cool, what have you done with AI this week? Who's using AI in this way, you know? You know, what, you know I, I, told some, I talked to somebody at Formula last week. I think I, think I know, it, it, and I was telling them about their, how there's like a PDF that we talked about on the show a while ago, how there's the one that you can plug in a PDF and then search it with AI. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, that's actually really great, you know. And I'm talking to like, you know, mechanical and electrical engineers that, you know, they're like, yeah. oh yeah, my manuals are going to be huge. My papers are going to be huge, you know. Me, I'm just like, here's my Black Magic uh, uh, video production manual that's not that long actually in in comparison. And it's like, hey, how do I find this, you know? So like, that's you know that what when, when I when I've amazed an engineer with something like that, like I feel good. I feel good about that. I'm on the right track. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. So, um, but anyways, uh, so so no, I think that's 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 a really cool use there, and um, you know, uh, you know, it's 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 ever growing. So the other thing is ever changing is animation, guys. And uh, I didn't put this link in your your notes yet because I just uh, remembered it and 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 plug it in yet but um so i i, I saw this video um i think it was t- earlier today i was watching this video i don't everything meshes together um i am a huge 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 fan as, as well as a lot of people are of the uh spider-man into the spider-verse movie movies now there's multiple now i saw the new one twice um <laughs> so i and, and so so like I, I enjoy those. I enjoyed I enjoyed that weird, different style, the comic, more comic book kind of vibe there was to it. Like I love that that like I, I think I can't remember if I watched the first one in 3D. I think I wanted to, and I think I eventually did. 
Um, because I loved how things were out of focus in the background. There's line art and it's more stylized and things like that. And then then there was a movie, um, the latest Puss in Boots, actually, um, really kind of stuck out to me. And and seeing some stuff in the trailer, I'm like, wait a minute, something something's interesting about this movie. And there was more stylized stuff in it. Like I love the Puss in Boots movie uh, because of the fun, some of the fun stuff visually they did with it. And then I saw a video that that. Um, Pretty much put into words what I've been kind of uh, wrapping my head around over the last several years with these movies. <laughs> so there's a great article by Vox. I don't want to play the video in case there's a takedown notice, but I'm going to show some stills in it that talks about the um, the Spider Verse forcing uh, animation to evolve. Uh, so you know, basically, it talks about early you know early days with Pixar and everything. Like you know, there's a there's a certain style that they've been doing forever. That's a very lifelike, but like you know, not entirely fully lifelike um with with their style and then you know even to a point where if you looked at different uh movie studios um you almost couldn't tell any of them were not pixar movies because the style was so prevalent like basically everybody i think where we're looking at here right here are two movies that are not pixar potentially actually no i think the one on top is definitely pixar um but uh you know and that that disney look and everything like that like it's been kind of the same since toy story when it comes to that. But then you go into something like Puss in Boots where, um, you know, they're talking about like the, the, the lady's hair isn't like style, like real ha looking hair. It's more of like wavy paint lines and things like that. Um, you know, that's uh, uh, Puss in Boots' Last Wish, I think was the last one there. And then we got to, and there's, there's an example of all the Pixar movies. And again, they're fantastic. They're whimsical. Like they're, they're, they're great for what they are, right? I, and Pixar has had a lot of success with that. But then you push the style and and you get to be more inventive with things like this. Um, so it even talked about how they were going to stylize things in some of these movies or showing uh, Monster House back in 2006 or uh, Disney's uh, Disney's uh, Christmas Carol. Uh, CG Christmas Carol and uh, the, you know they talk about the original concept arts were very stylized and they still just kind of went back to trying to look like the Pixar look um, so and of course Sony's really kind of pushing this forward with uh, the movies I just mentioned um, I think like what's the oh what was the what was the Netflix one um, I know it was in here it was uh, the the Middletons <laughs> was it the Middletons saved saved the planet or something like that you remember that a problem with with uh, Netflix movies. I, I don't remember that one, but you had mentioned Spider Man into the Spider Verse or the first movie mm -hmm. and seeing it in 3D. Is there a 3D version of the new one? Um, yeah, likely. Um, I, I, I I'm sure, almost certain there is. Um, huh. I, I yeah, because Transformers in 3D. So I couldn't get. I'm trying to get a showing to say, take Katie to Transformers, and I can't get one at the times available that isn't 3D right now. Right? Um, what movie did we watch? Actually, what movie did we watch in 3D? I think we watched Spider Verse. In 3D. I saw Guardians in 3D. You saw Guardians in 3D. What was the movies that came out? Hold on, I have to look at my thing now. I know I recently saw one in 3D. So <laughs> in an IMAX. And, uh, anyways, either way, um, either way, God, something had just come out like a month ago. Guardians. I can't see across the Guardians. Guardians. I saw, Guardians. I saw the new Guardians in yeah, 3D because I couldn't find a 3D showing of the new 
Spider-Man. So I don't think there is a 3D version. Interesting. No, no. If he, if he can't find it at Cinemark or the waterfront, then maybe there wasn't any. Maybe they didn't dedicate yeah, it. I, I'm, I'm looking just for general. Is it available in 3D? I'm seeing a lot of it saying it was a site not to make it in 3D. Mm. It was IMAX. You can see it in IMAX. Very big on IMAX. It feels like IMAX is getting a little bit of a comeback because I'm noticing the IMAX... Like the Transformers IMAX poster, you know, things like that. But I guess there's not a lot of dedicated Dolby ones because usually, usually I'm seeing the Dolby theater. Um, also, also, I I, I was at a, I, I used an IMAX theater uh, when I was up in uh, Ann Arbor, uh, Livonia, Michigan. Um, I saw what did I see? Trans or I saw Spider Man. No, I saw Spider Man, and then I saw then I saw Transformers. I think. Um, and I feel like that IMAX is better than the one at our waterfront. It, it seems like it's a little clearer, so I don't know if it's a newer one or what the what the case is there. Because I've always been like not terribly impressed with the IMAX here in Pittsburgh, uh, in the waterfront, and and I'm AMC exclusive since I pay for the 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 the, the uh, A list thing. Um, but anyways, I think that's that's the only IMAX there is. I think it is. Uh, like you got your your uh, 4DX and everything like that with Cinemark, but yeah. uh, I think that's about it. So, uh, but anyways. Uh, so yeah, I was really impressed with uh, yeah. I saw both Spider Verse um, the first time and Transformers uh, out there that that IMAX up there in um, in uh, Livonia. So and I was I was really really impressed about how it looked. So which is also like the only reason you know it's the reason I go to Dolby because I think it's the best screen in town. Um, I and again not not going to Cinemark lately, um, but I I really think it is the best screen in town and the most comfortable seats. So you know so I will go for that and I get my. $23 worth every month out of that, that, that thing. So, but anyways, um, so yeah, this Vox, this Vox article, um, oh no, now I ended up on a different video. Uh, like I say, it's how Spider-Verse forced animation to evolve. And it talked a lot about how they changed things to like the shadows turn into cross hatches, uh, the line work to, to accentuate things. Um, you know, and every time I watch even the, the original Spider-Verse movie, um, I, I'm noticing something new that they did right like they're showing a clip from it in this and i'm realizing there's a picture actually in the thumbnail of uh the three spider-men uh gwen miles and peter like uh, at the end sequence and there's just all this chaos behind them and you notice the lines around them are chaotic as well like the, that last line like between like the clarity of them and um and and, and all the all the timey-wimey chaos behind them um you know with the reactor and everything and it's a very cool effect and it's just like you may not notice all these things but then it accentuates and like there's this, these weird things they do with the frame rates like you like you ever watch these and you're just like this frame rate is low right like stilted almost at a certain point and that's done very specifically for a very kind of um dramatic effect so um it just seems like there's more art into it than just you know, making things a certain way. And, and I think there's a look more expression going on in the animation world right now. And, uh, Sony with Sony pictures, uh, especially and now everybody's trying to jump on that dreamworks. Um, they, they interviewed somebody from a shader company that is, uh, actually implementing these, these kinds of effects as shaders, uh, very specifically, I think lollipop was the name of the company. So definitely check that out. That's on Vox, how spider verse, uh, forced animation to evolve. And I highly, highly, highly recommend it. So, 
aside from that, we also highly recommend our good friends. I this mon- I I really just gotta say they're everywhere instead of listing the locations here for our friends at Slice on Broadway because I saw they're opening a new location in Robinson of all places. Um, I don't know is that six locations something like that. I don't even remember. Um, but uh, good friend Slice on Broadway, New York City style, yins are made right here in town. The OG, the original, was right up the street from the studio right here on Broadway. We are on the Broadway with the Slice, just about a mile up the road here, right on the tracks in Beachview. But, of course, they're all over the place uh, delivering some great tastiness all across the Steel City. Thank you to them. Go check out our good friends over there at SliceOnBroadway.com. All right, so what do you guys want to dig into here in the stories? Dave, actually, you had another AI story to go along with the one that we just had. Yeah, and this one, I think, it's, is just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as we said, there's nothing wrong with using AI. No. But you should at least acknowledge it in some way and also maybe have someone double check when you use ai a candidate for uh, mayor in toronto uh, apparently used chat gpt or some sort of ai um to not only make all most it seems like all the text on his page but if you notice on the video the person has a third arm somehow <laughs> Uh, so the image, all the images on his website are AI generated images. Mm-hmm. So, and so his campaign is just using a hundred percent AI. Now, the, there's one image of a police officer, but if, yeah, if you don't play, if you, you see where it, she, the woman has her arms crossed, but then there's another arm that has a plaid long sleeve. Mm-hmm. That, <laughs> yeah. He knows. Look at him. He knows. Yeah. And I'll say this. If you look closely, it doesn't look real, Mm -hmm. but it's really close. It's really close. Uh, A little further down the page, there's there's an image of a police officer in a subway station. Mm -hmm. And it looks like that one looks like art. It doesn't look like a photograph. It, you know, it, it looks out of a video game. Yeah, it looks like a video game, like a really, really good current gen video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is that, you know, he was he's using this for his campaign. But again, instead of using, you know, paying someone out to go and take photos again, stock photography. Let's be honest. Most of these are going to be yeah. stock photography. They're, nobody's yeah. going out and seeking this kind of stuff. Unless it's very right. specific that they need, right? Right, right. So I mean, but instead of doing that, they're just using AI generated to be very specific for him, because mm-hmm. he can use. Now I'm surprised he didn't get in trouble for the Elways, because you notice it didn't just say police. There was a Toronto police patch on the guy's arm, mm-hmm. or on the on the character's arm, because it wasn't just generic police, but he wanted to show it was Toronto police. Mm-hmm. That would, you know, I, I think that would cause an issue. And there were other images that, you know, in the past, they've you you campaigns have used images um, that would, you know, you can tell their dramatizations. They were done 
like the 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 home the the homeless people on the street there again it looks like a video game See, i you know you know it, it's got this mayoral campaign thing in the corner and i would think if you put like your mayoral campaign logo on something it would be images of hope right well, like yeah. so and so for mayor this is what i'm going to do for you or other than so and so for mayor this is what my future looks like is what, how right. I'm interpreting these photos. Like well, the other one is like a, right. like a bunch of homeless, uh, you know, I just, I just showed the pictures uh, while you're chatting there, uh, oh, yeah. a, a bunch of tents in a park with the, with the, I presume the Toronto skyline in the background. And these all look super stylized, right? They do not look yeah. like photography. Um, so, and another one's just like people along the streets, just homeless along the streets uh, somewhere in town, uh, somewhere presumably in Toronto. Um, so, that's uh yeah reclaim toronto parks by removing drug and violence for intending campments step up police you know things like that you know okay you know pretty pretty standard stuff so um right. i i think you're gonna see more of this oh, yeah. um i mean we we already have an issue with news programs um framing certain photography and video uh in the backgrounds to kind of set, set a point aside so you know this is going to be more prevalent you know and this is why you know if media education wasn't important before, man, is it now, right? To, to be yeah. able to spot these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, nobody, like, there's very little equipped to even look at this, you know, right. objectively. And one thing I didn't realize, apparently there's a, a tool called GPT-0, mm -hmm. where you can input text, and it runs however, and it says the chances of it being written by an AI or written by a human being. Sure. So they scanned the about candidate section and they said, your text is likely to be written entirely by AI. Mm -hmm. And that to me is where it gets uh, troublesome is because we know that, you know, the, the, you know, something like chat GPT, it's good for writing things, but, Facts and figures and details can be off. Mm -hmm. You know, you could say, what is it? What does this person do? And all of a sudden it'll throw a podcast or like for you, or it'll, it'll throw information somewhere else. You're like, um, I don't know that person. It says that I work for. <laughs> so like I said, it's, it, and it's, it's, it's scary in terms of, you know, like I said, you can make things look really good, and people do not read details. We know that. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, customer service. People do not read how to do stuff. And this is the about page in question. And this is very lengthy and also has a really terrible blue text on his blue suit kind of situation. So you got a problem with that. So they have some other yeah. problems going on. Um I would say um, you're you're talking about kind of fact checking, and you, you know we can say this is this is written in 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 uh, uh, AI potentially, but that doesn't mean that they they didn't go over the thing. Now, also, just I'm looking at some you of the attention to detail, you don't know. You you hope, but you can't yeah. you can't automatically disqualify that that's a thing because I mean well, this is something that you know again we just talked about. Some of us are using this, you know, in our own case, um, and as far as facts and stuff it's about him so i hope they double checked it and they might just use it to summarize um out of this yeah. right um and i also wonder if if somebody is rewriting basically his wikipedia page <laughs> into an about page right 
Um, is that still going to come out? You know, I, I don't know how the AI, I don't know what the markers are for AI detection, right? Why does it think it likely is? Is it, is it a certain yeah. style of writing that it's using? Um, you know, is, is it is it something like that? You know, and so they reverse engineer it a little bit. So again, I don't know those qualifications, but I, I I do wonder if there's a certain style of writing that will just come up as this looks like a robot did it, is because that's the kind of robotic I, writing some people are technically yeah. trying to do. I, I'm thinking in a way, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, just because since it is open, mm-hmm. you know, it, there's not it's not a hundred percent lockdown proprietary so you may be able to say you know I, I like i said i don't know how the thing works in the background so but i remember when i was teaching at phoenix now this is more of there was a plagiarism check mm-hmm. that we would put in someone would get would send a paper in an award document we throw it on the website give it a couple days and this is 15 years ago plus and it would say oh Forty percent of this paper's it, it matches other samples. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, now if you want to write a paper on something, you know, you could if you're good with prompts, you can make it personalized. Sure. Like like for the for the about we don't like I said if you miss something like a third arm I'm mm-hmm. not trusting yeah yeah yeah, your... yeah. third that's kind of glaring you know uh, on top of the <laughs> you know it draws attention to the matter. Is, is the issue right look at this yeah. you know but also how many isn't there what well, there's reddit forums of of uh 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 what is it photoshop hell or something like that right yeah. where people like leave a third arm in when they're they're you know manually oh, doing yeah. it in photoshop so this is nothing like new no. it's just like oh this is an ai thing you know yeah. um but again as a mayoral candidate it's gonna be under scrutiny so this is just one more item, but it is something to look out for. It is certainly something yeah. to look out for. So, sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> just real, I mean, my thing is, if you're going to use AI, I think you should have to cite it mm-hmm. that you used it. And to me, one of the things that the AI should do is cite its sources because it's very hard to figure out, right? Because you know, if it came from a bunch of Wikipedia information, I want to know where the if there's a Wikipedia page that has wrong information. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I myself, I would want to go update that, right? So, right. to me, that's one of the one of the problems that it has. Much like when we have to write a paper, we have to cite our sources. I think the AI should as well. That's why I'm a big fan of Bing Chat because they do do that, right? Mm-hmm. And and I wish that was something that did get built in to ChatGPT. Now, there's a, there's apparently now plugins and things that you can process here. Um, so, so you can use that, but the problem is, I, I think the problem is most of us are just going to chat.openai.com or .org or whatever it is, um, and, and just using it, you know, and not, not, maybe not, you know, we're not, we're not thinking like there are ways to do it. There is the Bing chat, which is basically the same thing, just processing Bing and giving you your resources. So, I mean, we, we remember we had that before. We're like, why is it talking about this stuff when I search for X? It was like, well, what does the, what does the search look for, look like? What are the top three things that it's pulling from? There you go. It matches that. It's summarizing that, right? Um, mm-hmm. The the information, you know, and I don't know if you guys have noticed any glaring errors when I'm doing the uh, summaries uh, for the stories in in the, in our in our document, you know. But it's literally taking that text of the article and pretty much reconstituting, right? So you know how much how much is that a critical thing? Is that correct? You know, we haven't done a one to one match. We have not run into that yet, right? Uh, but that's why we're doing it because I'm hoping we do catch that as we go and we start learning from that. 
So in this in this uh, uh, non consequential <laughs> environment, we can say right. Like if we if we're reading the summary of this thing, look, you know, scanning the summary, go to the article and notice something. I was like, wait a minute, this is saying this and this is saying this. Like that's not terrible, right? We're not we're we're not like putting it on a mayor's website, on a client's website, or something like that. You know, this is where we get to play around the, with these stories. So you know. But man, they're jumping in feet, feet first with this uh, over here. <laughs> I mean, we'll put it this way: I'm not using ChatGPT with any um, with one direct client, and that's only in the same way that I'm using it for this show with the show notes, not the show notes, but the show descriptions, and having it rewrite it just because I just am not good at writing. Um, so, so I do that, read it over. It's like mm, that looks better than what I wrote. And then we move on, you know, it uses better words than descriptive words than I do, uh, for one thing. So we'll see where that goes. So good luck. Oh, by the way, Sork. Yes. Uh, just out of curiosity, I went to Bing using the chat in Bing mm -hmm. and said, write a sweeping inspirational biography of David Podner. Okay. The first, hold on, there's multi. The first, let's one, two, three, four. The first four paragraphs are pretty close. Apparently, I'm also the CEO of OTG Limited, a company that builds wind turbines. Mm -hmm. And I'm also an expert on PTSD and trauma. Well, I mean, we never talked about it, but probably. <laughs> but But other than that, it has... Well, a lot from LinkedIn, but it has a lot of the information there. Mm -hmm. And and, and it, like I said, it, and the way it's written, you know, it's a, it's a sweeping. Like I said, I could see someone going there and say, write an inspirational, you know, biography like the about about me page, mm -hmm. um, and uh, about this and just throw it out there. So, and if you're curious why you got all those things, I just binged you. Yeah. And I better hurt. Um, the first one is definitely you from LinkedIn. The second yep. one is definitely this OTG guy. The The third yep. one is somebody people also ask about uh, a psychologist. And I don't know what this other one's about. Johnson man accused of, oh, no, we're not going there. Um, nope. So no, then it has my Twitter. Yeah. And then it has some of your Twitter stuff and everything. So, yeah, like you are fairly prevalent on the Bing Right. So it's going to mm -hmm. it's going to be pulling from your information. That's where it gets weird. Now, if you're more prevalent, like if you're, you're searching for uh, a celebrity, you know, somebody where there's only one Brad Pitt that anybody gives a crap about and would be searching for. <laughs> sorry, other Brad Pitts in the nation, uh, in the we world. Love you. Right. We still love you. Though. So like but you're going <laughs> to get a more dominant like it, it, it's more the you know, what is the dominant information? Right. Right. So, um, you know, that it's 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 it, 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 all this is drawing from a sample and if the sample is tainted. You know, oh no, there's like a million Mike Sorgs out there. You know, it, it, the the chances that it's actually going to say, what did you say? Write a sweeping poem about? Write a sweeping in uh, inspirational biography. Oh, okay. I, okay, I'm gonna click the creative button here, and I want to <laughs> say, uh, write a sweeping. What did you say? Informational biography. I, I, inspirational. Inspirational. Inspirational biography. Biography of Michael Zorg of Pittsburgh. Let's go there. Let's see. Let's see if that helps it. I'm kind of curious what's going to happen here. Everybody, everybody at home, do this. Do this for yourself. 
Dude, just do it yourself. Maybe it'll make you feel better. Maybe it, uh, I cannot write a biography for you. That would be plagiarism and a violation. What? Did it give you this, I'm sorry, I can't write a biography no. for you? No. No, it, it just let me do it. Inspirational biography. Yeah, no. Uh, Contra Purchase who's passionate about helping people tell their stories. That's the thing I wrote 10 years ago. Uh, content owner, Sorgatron Media. <laughs> now it's just my biography. Long history of work as a videographer of video. Do, 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 do. It names a lot of my older clients. <laughs> okay. Uh, this must be taken off of, well, it, well, and I can look, you look at the end, at the, at the bottom and it says psychicmediaservices.com about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, com. I'm not aware of. Sorgatronmedia.com and zoominfo.com. Now, Visionary leader in his field of digital media. Oh, he is also... What the hell? <laughs> Visionary. Okay. That's fun. Podchaser. I have a listing on podchaser.com. Uh, and they have me listed for two podcasts that I don't do anymore. <laughs> so, three podcasts that I don't do anymore. Oh, fantastic. This is the. This is where all my podcasts went to die. This is this is when we sent them off onto the farm. The farm is podchaser.com. So if you want to go see uh, the LP and Sorg Power Hour, Basic Sorgonomics, and Journal of Lifestyle Medicine, none of those shows I've done in the last uh, five years at least. Um, have fun with that. So, oh, Bing. I got binged hard. Um, anyways, and show title. What else you guys want to talk about here? On the list. Oh. Silence. What's, um, up, what, what's up with the McDonald's Nintendo game? I can show you probably. Uh, the Grimace Game Boy Color game. I So this I played while I was waiting for my rental car last week. Um, so apparently it's like Grimace's birthday and they're doing like it, mm-hmm. the, they're doing really creepy commercials about Grimace and, uh, and, uh, let's see, Grimace, Grimace game, let's say Grimace game, Grimace Game Boy game. So they developed the game and I'm trying to actually find the game. Here's the problem. Um, sometimes these stories fill Google so much you can't find the actual thing they're talking about and they don't actually link it is the problem, right? Everybody's talking about the Game Boy game. How do I get to the Game Boy game? Oh, grimacesbirthday.com. This one actually had it. So this loads, I'll show you, and I didn't try this on the iPad, but this worked very well on my iPhone. This is in browser. You get to play game. It's going to load it. And, oh, no, it looks a little weird here. Hold on a second. Well, the button still works, so I'm in here, and it is a full-on... Game Boy Color era style game. You got the McDonald's logo there. This is a little weird because of the um, the uh, this is a little weird because of the, uh, the the spacing on this. But generally, I swear this works a lot better on the game. On a there you go. You got story oh of grimace. God. He needs a roundup birdie hamburger and the McNugget McNugget buddies. McNugget buddies. Nowhere to be found. Uh-huh. Okay, there we go. There we go. We're we're going to characters that you have not seen in decades. Oh, jeez, I remember these. Big part, big part. Of course, of course, the girl's got purple hair. There we go. And for some reason, he's on a skateboard. I'm on level <laughs> one one, and here we go. Um. By the way, the Happy Meals. You wreck on the Happy Meal buckets. 
I'm I'm grinding. It's it's see. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I bit it there. I'm grinding it. Like this is a this is a Grimace Tony Hawk stuff right here. Look at this. Oh, I'm collecting milkshakes. I'm uh, like this is a pretty cool game, right? <laughs> like it's pretty. Clunk. Oh. Like it's like like it's not like a terrible it's not a terrible game. It's a very playable game. It's just a nice little side scroller. So if you <laughs> want to play with that, that's kind of nice. Why is he not getting up? Oh no. Oh no. You're out of lives. Oh no, not yet. Is it uh, is it unlimited lives? I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure I got a, a, a game over somewhere. Uh, oh, there's a countdown. Oh, no, you got timer. 75 seconds left. Oh no. It's a, it's a timer. Okay. It's, it's how, like, how many like points can you get in a minute? Uh, or two minutes or something. Well, they're levels, so you have to get through the level. But if I'm like laying on my big purple face, it's not going to work. Ah, but you get the idea. Anyways, um, yeah, go to grimacesbirthday.com. You can go check that out. Uh, like I said, it's very playable on, on the iPhone. It, it fits very nicely. I'm sure it would on, on, on most Android devices as well. It's, it's in browsers. So, um, so I thought that was kind of cool. And then it's got me going, man. Why don't I have an emulator in the browser for my Game Boy games? So, um, which makes a lot of sense, and I feel like that's out there. So, if that is out there, please let me know um, about that. So, yeah, go check that out. Grimace's game. Um, this is the will they actually do something about this this time? Uh, not to get political, but Biden administration announces nine hundred thirty million dollars in grants to expand royal internet access. Man, that's a funny thing. Didn't we do this before? And weren't there weren't there rural uh, areas uh, building their own infrastructure internet? And I know in this state, uh, Comcast got that shut down. Yeah, right. So what does that have to do? You know, when we have that kind of thing. And also, are they going to take all this damn money and shrug and not put them up like they did about a decade ago? I'm very sore about the subject. By the way, um, I have not seen anything in this article. Uh, they're talking about the uh, limited access to broadband internet in rural areas is, inf is insufficient infrastructure. I know, and I need to learn more because I talk to my sister every time. Um, every time I, I I talk to her about about the internet, right? And I'm like, so wait, what do you have for internet out here? Because she's like, she's like, she's pretty out in the cut. Like, amazingly, my mother is is in the middle of nowhere and has Comcast internet, right? Um, and, and just like where I grew up, you know, my, my sister's near where I grew up and there is just nothing. There is no infrastructure out there. She is getting her in. I think she had DSL was the best she could do. She has, yeah, this guy, he has a dish and he has an antenna up and we get the uh, internet off of him. And I'm just like, and I remember the, I remember these things going around in my area about 20 years ago when I still lived up there. And I was like, I was always kind of sketchy on them, right? Uh, if you go to small, small town areas, you see those little high speed internet called this number kind of thing. And it literally is like, you know, when the storms came through uh, a couple of weeks ago here, uh, apparently I was out of town, but there was a whole like, hey, yeah, we all lost the internet because, you know, or no, when when all the fire, all the smoke from the fires in Canada came through, it apparently affected their internet because I think this person has a dish and then has a big tower with a radio antenna, and that's how they're receiving their internet. I'm not clear on how that works and how well that works, but um, they pulled up their Amazon Fire Stick and they're watching kitten videos on there and i was like well this works pretty good then i guess right and they have a giant 50 inch tv so you know it's like okay well that's good enough for that so so i guess you guys have some adequate internet out here right 
So, um, yeah. So, according to this funding, we'll build fiber optic networks in 35 states in Puerto Rico. Uh, I think we're probably talking a lot of Middle America here, because uh, that's 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 you, you want to talk about how how Middle America is like detached from from in you know, the Midwest is detached from everybody else. It's because of stuff like this. It's because of the internet access. It's because of you know you know the the lack of this kind of thing. So I mean, there's still swaths of the country where people live that um, you know just don't even probably don't even get cell service that much. So. Um, but there is, they did announce an accountability program, uh, designed to ensure the recipients of the rural digital opportunity fund properly spend the money they receive in the public purse. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully some people get some internet and discover the awesome cast that weren't able to before. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, you guys, you guys live in pretty, um, pretty, uh, urban areas, I guess, uh, for the most part here. So I, you know, I, I, this is not an us problem. This is this is a you know everybody else problem, unfortunately. So, but, but. but I think if there's going to be funding for this, there needs to be some kind of minimum spec and minimum bandwidth because you yeah. can't just run two meg internet out yeah. to these houses. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think <clears throat> I, I I know there was discussion uh, amongst the FCC over the last several years about you know you're talking fiber optic, of course, but um you know there's there's got to be a spec on like you know they, there was there's talk about how the broadband like hey we're comcast is you know i get i get the emails every once in a while or i log in it's like uh uh comcast is providing affordable internet you know for for the underserved and which they're still charging you like 30 dollars a month for um and it's like well what is that you know was it two two up five down you know it's like that doesn't really work for people anymore you know generally so you know uh, people getting information it's not necessarily, uh, you know, you know, just just websites anymore. It is YouTube. You know, that is how everybody, a lot of people do that. So, you know, if you're if you want more than just what's on cable, you know, that that's kind of necessary. So, I don't know. It, it, we'll see. We'll see how this develops, I suppose. So, um, but I'm not. I'm not. I don't know. I'm not. It's a nice idea, but I don't. Tr- I don't trust government to pull pull off anything complicated like this that actually helps people at this point. So, um, anyways, uh, anything else you guys want to touch on before we roll out of here? Or is everybody going to load up that Grimace game? Is everybody already playing that Grimace game? It does load pretty easy. Now I'm now now that you said it, I need to play it. Yes, yes, that's the next stop. Um, oh, I don't want, I didn't want to touch, I thought this was interesting. YouTube's lowering the eligibility requirements for creators to make money. We were just lamenting over this a little bit, uh, recently about, uh, it was something like 10 million views for YouTube shorts to get monetized. (laughs) It just seems absolutely impossible. Uh, watch hours got, uh, decreased from 4,000 to 3,000 watch hours and the shorts views was, uh, lowered from 10 million to 3 million. Um, this is, this will initially apply to creators in the U S UK, Canada, Taiwan, and South Korea. It's rolling out. Uh, they still need to grow their footprint, their earned revenue from ad sharing because the requirements, uh, oh, the requirements for, wait a minute. So this is for the creators. Wait, 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 wait. This doesn't make sense because it talks about how, uh, well, we'll see. It says, it says they can get on the platform, start using monetization tools at least. But again, you will have to keep those numbers going up so you can actually make some money. 
So like you can only go so far with it. So anyways. Um, yeah. I mean, you only, if you get so many, we all know that, you know, you can have millions of views and all of a sudden you get a $5 check type, type things. Well, yeah. I mean, it's also consistent, like, you know, are you getting consistent views, right? You know, right. getting those those bare minimum opens you up to the tools to make money and grow even more. Not necessarily. And now you're just going to get a hundred bucks a month. You know, it, like that doesn't happen. Like I've been working on this. I've been working on a paid YouTube for, for a couple of years now. And we're still building it up. And, you know, we have payments like every other month, you know, to get above th threshold. Right. So and and it hasn't budged, you know, and, and and I throw different stuff at it, you know, and trying to figure that out. And it's still like it's not lowering, but it's 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 definitely staying within about a ten dollar range of uh, every month. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's nice, but it's still, you know, we'd love to, you'd love to kind of, uh, uh, work that up. But like, I don't, I don't expect to be a Mr. Beast here anytime soon, but, uh, you know, um, you know, anything that gets in front of more eyeballs is, is, and keeps this enterprise going, I guess. <laughs> so anyways, let us, know, let us know what you think about these stories at awesomecast.sorgatronmedia.com. Uh -huh. or hit us up uh, Patreon messages, the social media wherever that may be Prof Pod on the Instagrams and all the other places is with yep, us, iPhoneography for, podcast except for? Uh, except for TikTok where I'm Prof Pod PGH Take that TikTok! Oh wait, you're on there, that's right <laughs> That's it, yep <laughs> And of course the Chilla is with us I am and I'm trying to play, play the Grimace birthday and you know, there's a bunch of extra controls that I wouldn't have expected out of this Oh, yeah? Are you playing on your giant-ass screen? No, just the small one off to the side. Oh, ooh, only the 13-inch. <clears throat> ooh. Oh, he just he just playing a modest right now, apparently. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, this has been your awesomeness. Your awesomeness awesome cast. Oh, jeez. This has been your awesome cast. The awesomest awesome cast? I'm going to drink some more coffee before my next show in two hours. Thank you guys for joining us. You've been our awesome <laughs> audience. Have an awesome week.